This episode of Women on the Rise is sponsored by The Riveter, a work and collaborative space built for change makers. Stay tuned to the end for more information about how you can join The Riveter's movement for women and allies to succeed. Take a step back and just and just let yourself get quiet. Take a deep breath. Take a couple deep breaths and ask yourself, what do I need most right now? Welcome to Women on the Rise. I'm your host, Laura Dolch, and each week I talk to thriving women about the practical self-care strategies they use to fuel their success and pursue what's most important to them in their careers and lives. We get real about topics like healthy eating, exercise, sleep, stress, time management, happiness, and productivity, while busting myths about work-life balance and being perfect along the way. My goal each week is to uncover a new insight or practical strategy that you can immediately apply to your life to recapture your momentum, mind, body, and soul without turning your life upside down. Today, I'm talking to Lisa Wood. Lisa is a business and life coach and the founder of Sprout New Media, the Women's Success Circle, and The Hive. She's passionate about teaching women entrepreneurs how to operate their businesses with intention and authenticity so they can be more productive and reduce the often overwhelming aspects of being a solo business owner. That sounds amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Lisa. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that sounds really great as a woman entrepreneur. (laughs) Um, Yeah, (laughs) but thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that you're here and I'm really interested to hear more about your work and, and also, um, how the sort of like self-care and wellness piece fits in. Cause we, you know, we obviously were talking about that, um, when this came about, but you know, to start, can you just tell everyone a little bit more about your work with women entrepreneurs? Sure. Um, I have been working with entrepreneurs in general for nine years now and, um, realized over time that, um, I seem to attract women clients, which I love working with women. Um, And part of that is just that women are so driven, but Mm -hmm. also hold themselves back. So um, it's really fun being able to work with someone on their business and also take into account all of the things that get in our way. So things in our head, right? Our inner critic, um, you know, you have all of these wonderful ideas and passion about what you're doing, but the internal chatter holds you back. So helping people through that, as well as helping through technical things. And um, it's just a lot of fun. And I love it. And I love the light bulb moments that come off or that come on for people when they're like, oh, I can do this. So that's really what gets me going. Totally. Yeah. How did you, I'm actually curious, because I don't know that much about your story as far as how you came to do this. Can you just talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, I was in a I was in a job, you know, ten years ago that um, I was learning a lot of technology stuff. I was managing an online store and really liked the work and have always been somebody who has kind of sit in the middle between left brain and right brain. So I'm a creative person and very visual, but I can understand a lot of the tech stuff. Um, and so was always kind of. I guess, drawn to both and people would come to me for both types of types of help. And so when I was working for this company and realizing that I really wanted more flexibility in my own schedule and had some, my aging parents and kids and things that needed my attention. And it's like, well, and I had a freelance client, freelance web client. I said, well, I could probably pull this off on my own and decided to go for it and um, made the jump and 
learned on my feet as I as I went and you know started this journey ten years ago, and um, it's been a lot of fun. And I've reinvented things along the way a number of times. Yeah, it's part of it, right? Yeah, totally. Well, and I think there's so many stories, at least that I hear, of women who make the choice to. Um, either start a business or change careers or, you know, do something different because of um, personal situations um, and, and finding whether it's finding more balance or as you said, you know, having aging parents and just wanting more flexibility in your schedule. I just think that's, I think it's really important for people to know that, that you can change the game kind of at any, at any point. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can make it what you want and, and fit your lifestyle you know, it takes some creativity and it takes, um, it takes a lot of work, but you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. And that's important to say, you're right. It's not necessarily, um, an e- making any kind of change can be, um, can be challenging. So, it, you know, yeah. you have to go into it with your eyes open, but I, I just love that you made that choice and, um, to, to, you know, make things, to make your work work for you and for your, for your lifestyle. Why is what you do with women business owners so important to you? You know, you talk a little bit on your website about, um, you know, helping them with things like setting boundaries, dealing with inner critic, which you mentioned a minute ago, creating systems, developing self-care practices, which of course I want to hear about, um, and, you know, working more intentionally, like all of these things. Can you talk about two things, why that's so important to you and, and also kind of what that looks like, um, and how it supports your client's business and life goals? Yeah, sure. Um, Great question. And what I can say for that is when I first went into business, I was building websites for people. That's what I was doing. I was a web designer. And what I realized over time is that someone would come to me for a website, but they really needed help with so many of the foundational pieces of their business. Mm, And what was holding them back was one, lack of knowledge, but two, lack of confidence. And when you put the two together, it's almost like at that point, you don't know what you don't know. And so when you start to get the knowledge and then you get those, oh boy, I don't know if I can do this and who am I to do this? And I'm not smart enough. I don't know enough. I don't have enough money. All of those things. and so when you can start to overcome that, then the rest kind of falls into place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that really answers your yeah, question. Yeah, no, it totally does. It sounds when I'm, what it sounds like is, is, as you said, these foundational pieces that are missing, whether they have to do with working more intentionally and prioritizing, you know, addressing the inner critic, you know, creating self-care practices, that ultimately that's what helps your clients succeed at their goals, which is of course, you know, my whole thing (laughs) is, you know, getting those, at least, I mean, I just tend to focus on the self-care piece of it, but I think that that's what I'm hearing. Is that kind of what you see happen? Yeah. And the, and the piece of the other piece of that is that when you start to get things done and you start to make progress. And I think as women, we tend to, or I know me anyway, (laughs) tend to push, right? Oh, I can, I can get this done and I'm tired, but I can just do this. And I, and I, there's always like the, the to-do list never gets shorter. Yeah. So you, you have a tendency to push through it to be successful. And so one of the things that comes up over and over and over again with my work with women is I am always telling them one, set your intentions. Yes, this is what you want to do, but how do you want to feel while you're doing it? And you can get, it's not about getting more done. It's about getting the right things done. 
and and what what are you crossing off your list so that you can relax or what are you letting go of so that you have more space so there's definitely that element of do of being choosy and being intentional with your time but also letting go of the things that are not the best use of your time or taking up too much of your energy and how are you managing your energy and it's really so that's the self-care piece right yeah yeah totally well and just getting clear on you know i think i I always call it your you know and i'm not the only one who's used this term but call you know your non-negotiables like what are your non-negotiables not only um with self-care but also yeah with you know what do you have to do to be able to to relax and enjoy your business and or your work whatever whatever's going on yeah because we're not machines that's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's so funny that you say that because I just got back from a vacation and have been and became very um, conscious of the fact that I had been doing just that pushing way too hard and just putting a lot of pressure on myself. And, you know, when you go on vacation, you sometimes get enough space to get mm-hmm. perspective and, and really um, working on hanging on to that now and mm-hmm. slowing down and realizing that I'm more productive actually when I slow down, which is mm-hmm. completely counterintuitive. Isn't it though? But it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And Allowing that space. You're freeing up your your creative mind. And and you know, that's why we have all those great ideas that come to us in the shower. That's right. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, digging, because of course, you know, this is one of the topics that I'm particularly interested in self-care. How do you define self-care for yourself mm. at this point in your life? Great question. Um, it's not what it used to be. You know, self-care for me is not about um, mani pedis and you know <laughs> going to the pool, um, right? But for some people, it is self care. For me, is is what you know, and, and I'm an introvert. So how do I manage my energy so that I can I can be my best self and um, and not not burn myself out? So self care for me looks like exercise, getting outdoors fresh air, nature. Um, it's not sitting in front of the TV. That is the worst thing for me. Um, it's stepping away from technology, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's the energy management piece more than the going to get a massage, although that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Taking care of my body, taking care of my mind. That's yeah. really what self-care is to me. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, it was it was probably something completely different. What was different? Yeah, what's changed and, and sort of, you know, why has that yeah, changed? Yeah, what was different? Think? I think um, that's a great question. I wasn't, I wasn't as, um, I didn't know myself as well, I think. Mm-hmm. So I almost didn't know what self-care was back when my kids were little. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I'm much more aware of it. I'm much more aware of, what I need to get um, energized and what drains me and how to manage. Mm, I love yeah. that. And I, it sounds like, you know, it was a, a process of experimentation over time. Does that, does that resonate mm-hmm. with you? Like you sort of figured out what yeah. worked? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And just tuning in to listen to that. I love that, that sort of, cause I think you're right. I mean, the self-awareness piece of it is so important. And I think that um, it's funny now that I, think of it, the, the slowing down is part of being able to cultivate that self-awareness. You know, I hadn't really necessarily thought about that, but I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awareness is, is so important. And once yeah. you realize it, then it all makes sense. 
Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. And how, so do you have any, um, I'm curious about with your clients. So understanding a little bit about what self-care looks like for you right now, how Mm -hmm. do you see prioritizing or not prioritizing self-care affect your clients as they build their businesses? We've talked a little bit about that, but I'm curious about more. Yeah. It's a lot of that push pull energy. So the more that they're pushing the, the more frustrated they get, the more tired they get. Um, they, the more they start to spin in their heads, they can't prioritize their work because they feel like everything needs to be done now. Mm-hmm. And so when they can step back and take a break, cross something off their list, not to get it done, but to let it go, um, and, 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 and be comfortable, for lack of a better word, I guess, with letting things go. So recognizing Mm -hmm. what is the best use of my time? Is this something that's really important? Um, Is it urgent? Is it important? Where does it fall on the scale? Um, So it it shows up for them. I I see it in this kind of frantic, graspy, spinning energy when when they're pushing and not taking care of themselves. And so every single time, you know, towards the end of the week with my coaching clients, I'll say, what can you wrap up today? What can you let go of today to make space for a, a, a lighter, more relaxing tomorrow or weekend? Yeah. And it's amazing what they come up with. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, again, cause we're not machines. So they Do you always, get, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say they always, it, it's, it makes a big difference for them. Yeah. Well, do you get resistance from them when you ask them to let go of things? Yeah. Yeah. I think we do naturally, you know, I still do myself, but um, when I give them some examples or I really give them a gentle push and they'll be like, right, it's probably not the end of the world if this doesn't get done this week, or Mm -hmm. I don't really need to be doing that thing that I thought I needed to do. Like there's a lot of shoulds in that internal chatter. Yeah. So I challenge them on the word should, and I'm very careful not to use it in my own marketing. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, read, you read the emails that, oh, you should be doing, or you should, you should have this. I don't believe that. Right. I don't think it's healthy. So yeah, it's part of the language too. Yeah. Language they, is so powerful. They get, they get very, um, they start to recognize have to versus need to versus want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like we always have choices, you know, you mm-hmm. may think you need to, um, write this newsletter, but in reality, it's if if it's important and it's meeting, you know, the goals that you want. It's you want to because this is the result. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. a shift there. Yeah, yeah. How do you? Um, I'm curious if you can share a tip for anyone listening who's in a space like that where they're like that spinning sort of frantic energy that mm-hmm. you were talking about earlier. Like, how do you? figure out how do you separate out the the shoulds or the wants and the needs and the you know all that stuff what's are there any sort of key questions that you can ask yourself to get at that a couple things um one i i think is the most powerful is to just take take a step back and it can just be for a minute it doesn't have to you don't have to like go off on a retreat or anything those are awesome Take a step back and just and just let yourself get quiet. Take a deep breath. Take a couple deep breaths and ask yourself, what do I need most right now? Mm-hmm. And you're, you will always get the answer. Um, and in terms of prioritizing all of the different things that are shouting at you, I will take a piece of paper and, you know, 
with a pen make four make a grid of four squares and make what I call the urgent and important grid. So you have urgent and important in one, you have urgent and not important in another, you have not important but urgent and not important and not urgent, and mm -hmm. all the things in your list will fall into one of those categories. Yeah. And that's a really simple but powerful way to be like, okay, what are the urgent and important things? And what are the things that are just taking up space on my list that aren't urgent or important? And those mm -hmm. are the things that can go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I wonder, I'm thinking about how women could, or anyone, women, men, whatever, could mm -hmm. apply that same kind of concept to self-care choices because a lot of the time, I think a lot of time there's guilt that comes up around self-care, oh, yeah. um, right? Maybe you can talk a little bit about that and how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of guilt that comes up around that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I know for myself, exercise is one of the things that I get the most benefit out of um, because it, it, it calms my mind. It helps me clear my head and, and I feel great when I'm strong and healthy but it's also the first thing that gets to shove to the bottom of the list when right. I am stressed out and busy. So that challenge is um, making it, making it a priority. And sometimes the reason I resist it is I should be running. I should mm, be able to yes. run five miles right now. Totally. Well, I couldn't, you know, I wanted to run a half marathon. I'm not there because I haven't been training. So you start beating yourself up. So there are all the shoulds as opposed to it being like, I'm just going to go put my shoes on and step outside and go out for 10 minutes and see what happens. Yes. It's so much more of a, a lighter feeling and less pressure. Totally. Oh my gosh. That's so funny that you use that as an example because I had that exact experience this morning. I have been running for years. I have run a couple of half marathons. Actually, I guess I've done three at this point um, and have been a very you know, more, more regimented, not regimented. I mean, you know, but yeah, like I should be able to run, you know, three to five miles every day. Like, mm -hmm. well, I mean, that's not a problem for me, but yes, it starts to feel like a should. And when I went outside this morning and thought, you know what, I'm just going to run. I'm just going to yeah. run. It became like play. Yeah. Right. And it lifted that heaviness off of it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's a, I'm so glad you brought that up with exercise in particular. I think that that happens a lot. Definitely. Definitely, because we tie so much, um, we tie so many like results, right? Exercise yes. can be so results driven and that type A personality comes out and yeah. um, we become our, we just compete with ourselves and that's just not helpful. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We have such high expectations of ourselves and, and, you know, women, you know, high achieving women, type A, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. In particular, um, yeah. And just the letting it's again, it's coming back to that creating space and letting go. Right? And the other piece of that. Yeah. And the other piece of that is, is the perfectionism and letting go of that. Yes. Yes, because absolutely. That's where a lot of the pressure comes from. It's we, we have this standard that we've set for ourselves and if we don't meet it, then, you know, you can see yourself as a failure or you just, you mm -hmm. know, haven't met your own expectation, but you're mm -hmm. your only critic. So that's right. That's right. I think we put, we think um, other people are paying way more attention to us than they actually are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. It's, it's more, it's more going on in our, in our own head for sure. For sure. There's you. And then there's the you, you only dream about that. You is confident, put together and vibrant. 
She's through hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, starting her own business, traveling solo to Tibet, or nailing her presentation at the corporate retreat. You know you have it in you, yet something keeps getting in your way. It's the daily ups and downs of life, the just this time poor decisions, and the constant reacting to everyone else's needs and never your own. The frantic pace of 21st century life has interrupted your rise to your goals. I help women like you, women on the rise, take back their health and happiness so they can make lasting changes and achieve their goals. Together, we form new habits that transform daily life from a slog to an intentional path to a brand new you. Visit laradolch.com slash Vibrant Health Playbook to learn more about my eight-week total health and wellness program for women. Vibrant Health Playbook is your ticket to the vibrant, inspired, and powerful life you're looking for. What are your um, your sort of top three self-care non-negotiables? Like you've talked about them a little bit. You, you know, exercise sounds like potentially one of them. Are mm-hmm. there others that you just know you have to do every day, every week to feel the way you want to feel and engage with your life yeah, in a powerful yeah. way? Exercise is definitely one. Um, sleep is another. Mm-hmm. I, I am somebody who needs seven, eight hours of sleep and I can't pull all-nighters. And so I've, I decided a long time ago, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> yeah, totally right there with you. Yeah. Um, so sleep, exercise and alone time. So outdoors mm-hmm. specifically. Um, I live in Vermont, so it's, we have a, a pretty cold and long winters, but um, I've found ways to get around that. I, I snowboard, I hike, um, and I found that I can bundle up and be perfectly happy outside as long as I'm dressed for it. Yeah. So getting outside is key. Yeah. Fresh air. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You just have to have the right gear, right? I mean, I know Seattle's mm-hmm. not nearly as cold as Vermont, but we have the rain problem in yes. the winter <laughs> and yeah, it's a really dry, easy excuse. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's very easy to be like, eh, not going to go for a run because it's raining. Well, just right. you know, get a waterproof rain running coat and you're fine. And it's just rain, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But it's, it is a barrier that I think mm-hmm. um, a lot of people run into myself included. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. um, you got to get the right gear. It's all about the gear. Waterproof, like Gore-Tex running shoes too, like big help. And taking the first step. I mean, once you get outside, it's, it's fine. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Actually talk to me about that. How do you, how do you get over that hurdle that Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, it's so annoying, especially again, especially with exercise, but I think also with eating well, like any, anything it's, you know, any new project, like getting over that weird internal resistance to just do the first thing. You really have to have to have the the why behind it. So yes. why do I want this so bad? Why did I say I was going to start running to begin with? Um, so, you know, maybe it, it's, it's, I want, okay, for me, I want to feel better. And yes, I want my clothes to fit better. And I want to be able to be stronger um, and just overall healthier and stronger. So that's a why, but sometimes it has to be even more specific than that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, maybe it's by like, a birthday, I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And so this is why. <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. it's not just the goal. It has to be the why behind it. Um, because then when it's cold out and it's raining and you don't want to get out of bed, then you can say, oh, right, here's my what I wanted to do and here's why I wanted to do it and even set some incremental goals for yourself. Um, there's been plenty of times where I have slept in my gym clothes and yeah. I will have the talk in my head in the morning. All you've got to do is put your feet on the floor. Just put your feet <laughs> on the floor and the rest will be easier. And it works. Yeah. 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 
finding those little hacks. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, I, the why it's funny that you should say that. Cause I feel like what often happens when we start thinking about the whys behind our goals, whether they're business or life or self-care, whatever, is we stop before we get to the real why. And mm-hmm. I always tell my clients to keep asking why, like a toddler saying, but why mommy, you know, like yeah. four or five times until you literally have no other answer yeah. because it's very easy to get stuck in the, well, you know, I want to lose weight because, you know, I want to be thinner. Well, okay, but that's not really why, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's something beneath that. Um, but pushing yourself to find that why is, yeah, super important for motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how, um, or, well, let me ask this differently. Do you have any kind of personal stories about health and, and wellness, things that you maybe uh, learned growing up that have played into how you approach those things in your adult life? Hmm. Interesting. Um, there wasn't a lot of, like, I wasn't raised with a lot of like, let's go out and go hiking and let's do, you know, a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother did, you know, push for healthy foods, which, you know, as a kid, I did, I wanted nothing to do with them. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> And as and it's interesting because as an adult, I love them all. And I'm like, oh, right. I used to have to eat this. And now I actually choose to. And the same thing has happened <laughs> with my own kids, which is really funny. Um, but I did always go to a summer camp, I remember. And I would go for two weeks in the summer. And we did all kinds of outdoor activities. I learned how to sail and water ski. And I hiked mountains. And it was just like the best memories of my childhood are at this camp. Yeah. And so those are the stories I think that are the, that that's what has shaped my love for the outdoors and adventure and, and, and fresh air. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. also moving to Vermont from Boston 25 years ago and going back and realizing, Oh, uh, this is really fun for like two or three days, but I need some fresh air and dirt roads. So I'm going right. to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. So, um, I love that. Yeah, I think, you know, we didn't have, I didn't come from a family that had a lot of health issues that said, you know, like, oh, my parents were smokers, so I'm never going to smoke. It wasn't anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a, just something that I figured out along the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, and thinking about now and some of, some of the self-care habits that you've been talking about um, that are important to you now, I'd love to sort of connect the dots between those and your own success. How do you see those choices that you're making in terms of self-care, uh, play into your own success? Mm, Great question. Either positively or negatively. Yeah, I think, I think both. And I think it depends on what you, what you personally, what your own definition of success is. Mm -hmm. Um, my definition of success isn't going to be the same as yours or anybody else's. Um, in terms of my, my business, it's my choices of, you know, getting enough sleep and not buying into the whole hustle mentality um, have, has helped me sustain it. So I have, you know, I'm going into my 10th year, been able to, have a profitable, successful business and not burn myself out and not make Mm -hmm. myself sick. Um, That said, could I be, could I have a million dollar company right now? 
if I had the hustle mentality, maybe, right, probably, but I made choices that my health and well-being was more important than that. Yeah. 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 You just got yeah. clear on, yeah, you got clear on your, on your, your priorities. I, I have made similar choices. To, I mean, sure. Like, a, you know, yeah, I could push harder and be bringing in more money and have more clients, but there's a point at which it, for me, it doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, totally with you. That's, that's great. No, I was gonna say there's a business model, but part of that too, you know, it's, you make sure. choices there too. How yeah. big do you want your team to get? Do you want employees versus contractors? All of that. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's, it's actually, it occurs to me that it's just about um, you, you choose the framework that supports your, your life priorities basically. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yes, you can build a business in a way to make millions and do- millions of dollars and also support your own, own personal health goals. You just have to structure it correctly exactly. to do that. Exactly. Right? exactly. But in order to do that, you have to be clear about what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of my priorities is, you know, my husband and I are pretty equal breadwinners. So my income is very important for our family. Mm-hmm. But um, do I need to be making seven figures? No. And I'm okay with that. Um, right. You know, when our life changes, will my, will that change? Maybe, but the base uh, values are still going to be there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that actually makes me think of my next question, which is the idea of work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that exists? Do you think it's possible? I do. I do think it exists. Um, I think it, it's something that you need to stay focused on. Um, I think entrepreneurs in general can fall into the workaholic um, practice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can do it because I, I work from home. I could work 24 seven when I wasn't asleep at my desk. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but if you, if, you know, what I do is I say, okay, I, I need to get out of the house cause I haven't left the house in a few days. So I'll go and visit a friend or go to a shop or go do something I wouldn't normally do mm-hmm. during the day, during the work week. Um, so there's work-life balance there. It's something that you have to be very mindful of, mm-hmm. but I, I do believe it's possible. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's next for you? What are you excited about? I'm excited. Um, I'm actually just as we, just this week, as we're recording this, I opened up a new community for women entrepreneurs called The Hive that I'm really excited about. This is a version of a program that I've run for a few years, but I've kind of wrapped this into a different container and made it something that's a, that's open to women at a different level. Um, so I'm really excited about growing that community and being able to help more people. It's really yeah. why I'm doing it. What kind of um, women do you think would most kind of be interested in that? I mean, obviously women entrepreneurs, but is there mm-hmm. more that they might be looking for? Yeah, women entrepreneurs who... Um, have, you know, it's not something that they have to have been in business for X amount of years, but they are a little bit established, you know, at least a year or two under their belt usually, or they've been doing it kind of as a side hustle for a little while and they're ready to make the jump into full time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah. And are kind of like, they're looking for substance and not looking for a lot of use the example of like how to make the perfect Instagram feed. They're not looking for that kind of connection. They're looking to, um, <laughs> all the things we've been talking about running your business with the intentional mindset and having the work-life balance and making a profit. So all of those things that come together in that big package mm-hmm. work being in a community of women who all feel the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And outside of that, it's, it's open. There's not like any particular, um, type of business or any particular field that they're in that women from, yeah, who do all sorts of things. And, and that's one of the things that's fantastic because you get the perspective from all these other people and it doesn't matter what field you're in. Everybody has the same frustrations. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's yeah. Not- and I like to think of it as, I mean, I think part of doing all of this, whether you're a business owner or, or not, you know, um, you know, I call it having a dream team, right? So you mm-hmm. sometimes you need, that sounds like this community could potentially be a dream team for someone yeah. who is looking to do all of those things. So yeah, that's, that's sure. exciting. Where can people learn more about you and about, about your community? They can learn about um, me and the community. Uh, it's the website is hive community, hive is in bees, hivecommunity.co. <laughs> and I chose the hive because hives are always, buzzing with, um, you know, everybody's working towards a common goal and there's a great sense of community and giving back to the earth. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's just fun. I'm having fun with it. Um, my other, my original other side of my work is, uh, sproutnewmedia.com. Sprout is in plant is in growth. And that's where all of my, my web and branding business is, but I'm really focusing on the hive because I just love it so much. Yeah, that sounds really great. And I'll put those links in the show notes for sure. So thank you you so much, Lisa. This was really fun. Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. That's it for this week's episode of Women on the Rise. Visit lauradolch.com slash podcast for show notes and resources mentioned in this episode. You can download other episodes of this podcast and subscribe in the iTunes store. If you liked what you heard, I so appreciate your reviews and recommendations because they help me reach as many women on the rise as possible. This episode was produced by me with editing help from Dave Nelson at Lens Group Media. Tune in every week for new interviews that give you the practical tools you need to recapture your momentum, mind, body, and soul. The Riveter is a work and collaborative space built for changemakers, but it's not just a desk. It's a transformative movement for all women and allies to succeed. The Riveter is a movement because it believes that everyone can have a seat at the table and access to opportunities. The organization knows that wellness and professional development can be incorporated into the daily lives of working women everywhere, and the space and events are developed to support that. It's a co-working space with purpose. The Riveter now has two locations in Seattle, and the momentum isn't stopping anytime soon. Next year, look out for a Riveter in Bellevue. Then the Riveter arrives in California and Texas. Stay up to date with them on Facebook and Instagram or at theriveter.co.